And so you go to like Crutchfield and they'll loan you this device. I swear it is like, it was like witchcraft, but it's like this <laughs> steering wheel thing that you hold really close to the TV. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Confirm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. Talk about college football and talk about lifestyle. You can find us on the internet, www.thewheelroute.com, spelled all the way out. You can send us emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. And you can uh, also find us on Instagram, where we are there, at Wheel Route Podcast. The DMs are open, as per usual. Uh, and you can get the show from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Pod Center, Stitcher, etc. We're out there. My name is Logan Whitehouse, and I am on Twitter at Logan the Dawn, where I did do a tweet this weekend. I was very happy that I did a tweet. I even included a video. I thought it was apropos. Got a couple yeah. likes, so back in the mix. Uh, just you know, come there for yearly good tweet. And uh, yeah, I'm in Stewart, Florida. It's beautiful. Played some. Played two rounds of of golf this weekend. Uh, which was nice, given given the football was a little little spotty on my end, uh, you know, from a from a personal interest standpoint. Uh, but yeah, we're out here. Love to see it. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, uh, where we are like squarely in uh, cinnamon broom at the grocery store season. Um, Ooh. I don't know if they get That's... these down where you are, Logan. It's a good description. Yeah, uh, I think you can. I think you can. Uh... You can stumble into a cinnamon broom. I think they have them at like the the fresh market exclusively. Yeah. I I personally never bought one. Not sure why you would buy one, but I love that they have them in the grocery store. So you just get whacked in the face with a big waft of cinnamon fumes. Um, so yeah, that's what we're dealing with up here. We're enjoying it. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Uh, yeah, I guess like uh, two weeks. Two, three weeks till the World Cup starts. Do you guys remember that? Oh, I did not remember that, but I am now November twentieth. It's three weeks no, from today. That November is going to be crazy. Yeah, like, I've seen some confusing was. commercials with John Hamm as Santa Claus for the World Cup. Um, okay. the, the brands are out here doing a lot. Not not much well, but they're doing a lot. The shotgun approach to hashtag branding. Yeah, gotta get it out. But yeah, World Cup starts three weeks from today. Uh, th- this recording, not necessarily when you, our prime listeners, are listening to this recording. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jason Kreck. I am Thanks. also in the. Why? Why, you why did you do it like that? Why did? <laughs> my name. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I'm also in Harrisonburg. Um, I can't top that season descriptor. So I won't try, but yeah. uh, go blue streaks. It was it was chilly this morning. It was it was crispy. Had a little frost delay on the first tee. We're fine. Um, uh, starter Rex got us out pretty much on time. Very happy for him. He's been doing that work since I worked there. Um, see, so yeah, I tweet things at Jason Crack from time to time. Uh, less so recently. Need to get back <laughs> into that. I can't be. Can't, can't be getting beat by Logan on this. I feel like uh, I feel like the propaganda, the the, the Sunbelt propaganda, has precipitously fallen off the past couple of weeks, and I'm, I need you to get back on it. Is really what I'm saying. Was I was I doing a lot? I guess I was. No, I mean I'm just made aware. You're one of probably a few people that I follow somewhat closely on Twitter, so I'm made aware. Yeah, of you have alerts set up for any time I, I get well, too happy. No, not alerts. I've just Twitter decided that I need to know every time you like, you know, Fun Belt Dude 69's tweet that says like James Madison <laughs> University deserves a shot at the playoff, Paul, and you know, so I. I think I'm, I'm I'm I know. I think we're slightly exaggerating. <laughs> okay, it was it's fun belt, dude. Uh, four twenty, not six. I don't think I ever. I don't, I don't think any of this is is actually correct. We can, we can is, put an intern on it. Yeah, this right. is wild some, speculation. Jason's going to be feverishly purging his likes here <laughs> in a minute. I stand by my likes. No regrets. <laughs> I don't go back on takes, Logan. You know this. Right. This is right. Um, do you guys? Have anything delicious to drink this evening? 
Uh, cranberry lime polar is Ooh. variety bubbles. I'm Tis the season. With. Yeah. Uh, I got excited because I was going to have a beer and then I got home late and didn't have any in the fridge. So I have mm-hmm. water again. There's, I see. Is that a beer up on top of your cabinet up there? You could uh, pull that bad Larry down. Uh, like a fancy like German. I don't remember what was in it. It was delicious. I remember that. It's from the, okay. it's from the downtown market. RIP to a real oh, one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where we used to buy the session, the session loggers. That's right. Uh, oh no, no, no. Different one. That one's still there. Midtown market's still there. Oh, okay. This is like the downtown wine and beer oh, it's uh, like a bottle building. shop that was yeah, after my building time. with uh what used to be calhoun's and then calais and is now cafe yep. right 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 uh very good uh i have a tangerine um nondescript bubbler here and i got a, a little bottle of flat water going uh, i had i had some beverages today i've had i've had some beverages this weekend congrats know? as well you should right right thank you thank you um had a couple uh Pineapple high noons on the course today. The high noon is great on the course. Let me tell you, it's refreshing. It's not bloaty. That's nice a, little. That's a big one. Is nice little, uh, nice little drop of buzz too. You know, that's yeah. it's just good. It's just good, especially when you're you know battling through some things. So good, good to be out here. All right, uh, let's keep it moving. Lovely day of college football yesterday. Busy throughout. Um, did. You, did, did we get a chance to take it in, Jason? The Dukes were on a bye. They were. Yeah. You roll. You roll in the college football. You just bask Some, in it. I uh, the the late afternoon and evening, I was planted firmly in front of the couch. Love um, it. The early the early afternoon, the the basketball Dukes uh, may have been uh, had something going on, so I was unable to watch much college football. Got it. Got it. Um, do we have any any high level takeaways or anything you want to say? Before we get into it, Jordan, Jason. Uh I don't think so. No, I think it was, it was a more fun week than maybe we sold it as on Thursday. Yeah, I think I think yes. that's probably true. That's if only from a like there were more surprises. A bit of weirdness. There was yes. enough weirdness. Yes. Yeah. 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 There were some strange results, I thought, yeah. that like maybe were not befitting of like a crazy chaos blood week or anything, but also it's like, huh, that's interesting. Some yeah. weird stuff. We're well, also what, squarely, yeah, like yeah. one of those in that category was like USC really struggled to put away was it Arizona and like yes. Lincoln Riley was getting getting pissy with the refs like we didn't bad. expect that to happen I think the spread on that game was well into the double digits uh, yeah. before kickoff so that's the kind of fun stuff where you're like okay the team that's supposed to win wins but you get some some fireworks and some chirpiness uh, in between that's always nice. A lot of chirpiness. It was good to see. Um, yeah, we're also squarely into like there are some teams that are just extremely beat up at this point in the season yeah. too that either need a buy or are looking back at their buy that was two or three weeks ago and wondering how they're going to push through the rest of the season here. You know, this is the time of year where you start to see some of the injuries pile up and weird backup quarterback situations and things like that. So <clears throat> we will we will continue to monitor the situation. Um, but speaking of things piling up, let's let's take it to Charlottesville, Jordan. Let's go right there. Let's go. Let's there. do it. Let's dive right in. What so do, what do, I <laughs> guess the the first the probably the most apt introduction to this would be that, uh, as discussed in the text thread, in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty two, I somehow could not find a stream of video feed for this game, um, which turned out to be a blessing. All things told, uh, given <laughs> neither given could I, by the way, Jordan. I live, I think I'm, I live in South Florida, where I, I think I probably, if I had traditional cable, maybe would would have got the Valley Sports Southeast channel, yeah. but my YouTube TV package does not have it, so I didn't get it. And ACC Network was blacked out, and so was ESPN three. So it, it was just a really weird situation. Yep. Yeah, I think it was uh, Masson up here, which is only traditional cable. Um, I've found it. A little strange that like even the uh kind of the the bootlegish site that i sometimes hear about um <laughs> allegedly did not have a link to this game either um so that was you know again 2022 i think we're we're technologically advanced enough to to pick these games up somewhere other than traditional cable but anyhow um 
Miami was at UVA, by the way. Miami was at UVA. Miami was favored by three. Uh, UVA covered. Spoiler alert. So (laughs) we we got that part right. Um, This game featured zero touchdowns. It is the third FBS football game this season to feature zero touchdowns. It is the first to not feature the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, That is the elite company that Virginia and Miami joined. Um, UVA took three trips in regulation inside the Miami five-yard line, came away with six points from those three trips. Um, We went to overtime. We went to double overtime. We went to triple overtime. We went to quadruple overtime. And Miami was finally able to punch it in the end zone for a two-point conversion. The first two. it was the first time anybody punched it into the end zone. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a, a, a broken, like crazy sprint to the pylon yep. situation. Um, yeah. So Miami got to 14 the old fashioned way, which is four, uh, two field goals in regulation, or maybe three field goals in regulation, one in overtime, and then uh a, a two point conversion thing. Or did they kick two field goals in, in I think they went to overtime at six six. Yep. Okay, so yeah. So yeah, they yes. traded field goals in both of the first two overtimes. Yeah. Oh, and I think well, I Either think team. one of UVA's overtime field goals like caromed off the yeah. the cross uh, the goalpost and still went in. Yep. After mm-hmm. Brennan Armstrong took what sounded like a bad sack, I was uh listening on the radio. Yes, so. as was I. Um which was just delightful to watch the like the first quarter of the Florida game as Florida just just got r- just run up upon while I was trying to like pay attention to the audio feed of this Virginia game. Like, what is happening? How's it going? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, just a tough, a tough scene all around. I mean, I don't really, I, I don't want to, certainly we're not letting Miami off the hook here either for, for continuing. Well, Miami, a, I don't think Miami to play. They did start their backup quarterback, Jake yeah. Garcia in this game. Don't know that it's a huge excuse. Shout out to Virginia's defense, which is, which is the lone what would appear to be one of the lone bright spots, uh, yep. uh, bright units. I, I shouldn't say lone, but you know the the defense has put forth like numerous quality efforts, and it is just very curious to me how Virginia continues to struggle with sort of the, the basics on offense and and is able to move the ball a little bit, but because very incapable of kind of making the play that re- that get, yields a touchdown. Yeah. I heard there was a bad drop. In this game, there was a very another, bad drop. Another really bad drop in the end zone. By a tight end. Um, so that's two, two weeks in a row. <laughs> two of those head. trips inside the five, I think a gadget play was called, and uh, the announcers were flabbergasted to see it. They could not understand. Like, personally, I don't understand why you don't have three or four read option type plays that you can call in the red zone because it seems like once you get down there, Armstrong's yeah. legs are not as much of a threat because receivers can't go downfield and open up sure. that space. So I think you need to call something designed to at least make him a threat to run. Um, they just seem very predictable down there. But yeah, shout out to the defense, I guess. I saw someone tweeted a stat that I think in the history of college football or modern day, day era, uh, Virginia is the first of several hundred teams to lose a game where they gave up fewer than 275 and did not allow a touchdown. So making history in Charlottesville. Truly amazing that a Will Muschamp coach team didn't beat you to it there. And that's saying something. So that's not great. Um, Yeah. I don't know what the shakeup needs to be. I have shared my concerns with some of the offensive philosophy and um, maybe some of the, 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 the credentials or bona fides of the, offensive play callers on this team. Uh, the resume would suggest that they have a demonstrable uh, track record of not being good at this and continue to not be good at this. And uh, we might just be seeing that play itself out. So we'll see. Um, certainly the offensive play callers are not dropping passes in the end zone, which is right. a just maddening thing that continues to happen. And I, I'm really curious as to why Virginia is ha- struggling so mightily with that this year. But I mean, Virginia had a, co- a receiver I mean, uh, what's his name? Ke- Keaton Thompson. Tom Thompson um, was catching passes with the club on his hand two years ago. Remember yeah. that? They were like throwing him the ball all the time, and he had one of his hands like completely taped up because he broke his arm or his, his hand or something. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Um, probably 
should move on from this before we say something like, you know, mean or that we need to walk back on a future episode. But it's not good. It stinks. Yeah, and, their offense I mean, stinks, and it's not. These a are your chances to, to beat, like, yeah. I mean, UVA usually acquits himself well against Miami for whatever reason, but you know, you don't get many chances probably to be on this level of a playing field with Miami from like a talent and personnel standpoint. So it'd right. be nice to take advantage of that and and you know get a win when you have a chance. Yeah. Not going to make a bowl game, not winning games like this either. Correct. Okay. Uh, the Dukes run by Jason. We're still we're still uh, lighting the candle every evening and, and saying a prayer for yeah. Todd Santeo's um, obliques. Oblique. Yep, that's correct. Let's go to Ole Miss at Texas A&M. This one was like sneaky fun in the evening. I don't know if you guys caught any of this. We got uh, Chirpy Lane. Chirpy Lane is back. And back in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. This is fun. I think I was, I was trying to keep you guys posted. It seemed like something was going to happen with Lane during this game. Um, a tremendous effort by Ole Miss on the ground in this game. Uh, they really need to buy a week bad, and they're getting one this week. Uh, but, yeah, I think they ran the ball for like 294 yards, 300 yards, just maybe even more. Uh, it was it was a strong effort. Texas A&M looks super beat up themselves, um, but they kind of weakman started for them at quarterback, played pretty well, moved the ball okay. Um, this was kind of back and forth, but Ole Miss eventually uh, just I think their their running attack and like big play potential is a lot more uh, than Texas A&M's. Quinshawn Judkins might be really good. Yeah. He was yeah. he was running with uh, authority beyond his years. Yeah, which is wild because I think Zach Evans is on the team, and I think he came into the game a little banged up. Um, but that kid is like five was a five star two cycles two recruiting cycles ago, and there was all kinds of drama about where he was going to go to school. He's been at TCU. He was at Florida briefly. He was at Miami or something. I mean, like he he's one of those kind of mercurial uh, types. A Tate Martell um, type. Yes, exactly. Very much, hundred percent. And yes, he, but he made it, uh, and he had a couple like dazzling runs in this game as well. So, um, interesting to see lane, like so run heavy. I like it. It's kind of fun to see. Um, they scheme again, like, just like you can scheme guys open. They scheme guys like running in space pretty, (laughs) pretty quickly and easily. So, uh, it was good. Texas A&M just kind of can't get out of their own way and didn't seem like they had enough to beat Ole Miss. Um, I guess a little bit of drama here. Lane earlier in the week had made some comments about, uh, I guess DJ Durkin is, was Lane Kiffin's defensive coordinator last year at Ole Miss and is now Texas A&M's defensive coordinator. So there was probably some questions about that. I heard that um, Ole Miss had to totally revamp the way that they like call plays in and stuff Mm -hmm. because of that during, during the uh, spent a lot of time this week doing that. Um, he was saying like basically they wanted to keep him, but they got outbid, which seems to happen a lot with that program. Uh, Lane is an interesting character because he he's he loves to take digs at the Sabins and the the Jimbo NIL guys. Um, but do you guys catch any of his post game commentary? Because it was pretty classic stuff. I just uh, uh, saw was the stuff on the field. Yeah, all I saw was the question about what he's dressing up at as for Halloween. Right. He said, maybe Jimbo has a Joker costume for me. Which is funny. I, I Legitimately funny. But he also was, did the, like, maybe intentional, maybe not slip, where he said, yeah. maybe Joker, uh, Jimbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And looked at, and looked at Cole. Again, shout out to Cole Kublik. Guy, yeah, he, knew, guy, he knew exactly guys, what the plan was. He does, he does, he, like, facilitates these moments very yeah. well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the announcers were, like, like just what he said it at first, you just hear like an audible like guffaw out of uh, Jordan Rogers, I think, in the booth. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Cole. Uh, facilitates the, these moments pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was it was kind of like refreshing to see Lane as we remember him, maybe a little bit more. Maybe he's a little bit draggled uh, with the uh, ups and downs of the season or yeah. something. But regardless, uh, he was career. He, anybody could get it. He was chirping. He was chirping Texas A&M players. Um, yes, I think he. I think he doubled down on some Jimbo commentary in the post-game presser. Love it, love it. That's all. Do you Ole think Miss he's only has one like ball. angling to get back into good graces with Nick Saban? Like, hey Nick, I'll take care of this oh, this <laughs> loser for you. <ya." laughs> Maybe I'll say I the know. things you can't say for obvious reasons. 
I think Lane sees himself as like a some sort of a serial like maverick truth teller, and which is kind of interesting, right? I mean, just a rogue. He doesn't really mind needling like Saban and Co. either, but he seems like more anti how Jimbo and and Co. are doing things than how Nick does things. Which, I mean, I I guess I would say I don't disagree, but I also like who knows (laughs) kind of worked for Saban so sure that's fine um but yeah no I mean I'm I'm just I'm just interested in Lane's career arc like what's next for Lane yeah he's, he's not going to be the head coach at Ole Miss for 27 years right and retire I kind of can't foresee that happening so seems like he's always angling I mean wasn't he in the mix for some NFL jobs last year supposedly yeah but like okay so my question is did like part of me thinks he actually enjoys the recruiting stuff like maybe he just plays it off yeah maybe he just plays it off as like he's down to recruit and down to you know do all all that sideshow Mm -hmm. but like i i think he would get bored as an nfl coach because there's not quite as much like spirit i don't know if that's the right word but like kind of weird pageantry around the NFL. Like, the NFL is ball. Yeah, the NFL, like, one of the big things that even players that go to the NFL is like, it's just, it's a job now instead of, like, the the fun, weird aspects of it. I mean, he certainly, I think, excels at the X's and O's part of the game. Yes. More so than the softer parts of the organizational structure building. So, But that also, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that is... He's he's probably a little bit handcuffed being at Ole Miss. Yeah. Like compared to Alabama or even Auburn, hint, hint. Yeah. Uh, Or a place that maybe had like bigger budget, maybe could do a little bit more. Wait a couple years for Oklahoma to come open if if old Mr. Brent doesn't get it figured out. I mean, do you you think he would take the Auburn job should it come open? Auburn hired an AD this weekend, so we might be one step closer to – Carson bouncing out of there. Ooh, who who is their AD allegedly connected to? Does he have uh, any like? Well, he is from Mississippi State, which is the feeder program he's for the all AD from ADs. Mississippi State, isn't he? Yeah, just like Florida's AD was the yeah. AD at Mississippi State. Like, I don't know why Mississippi State, the, the the minor leagues for other jobs, but they can't. They have a tough Can time hanging on to a Dan guy. Mullen? Does Dan Mullen want to get back to the SEC? I don't know. You know what's Dan weird? Mullen at all. They would they would murder him. Dan Mullen, low key, really good on TV. Yeah, no, I've been no, saying really it is. for weeks. Jordan's he been did, saying it. He did great in the booth. Uh, NC State Virginia Tech was the first time I'd heard yeah. him in the booth. He was phenomenal. Yep. As you know, talk about football. I just I think that he actually really likes calm plays and stuff. So, but we'll see. Right. These guys are these guys are crazy. You know, yeah. we've heard weirder things. It's like either way, they're gonna make it's millions, and you know, yeah. I think they'll be just fine. All right, any other thoughts stress, on any distress about their job prospects? Good news, guys. Florida, Texas AM next week. Get excited for Ooh. a barn burner. Um, my, the folks will be there live and in person. Anna and Dave taking mm. it in Kyle Stadium. Are Kyle they going Field, to yell call the night before? Ooh, I don't know. I should ask. We'll, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get, uh. We'll, we'll see if Mr. Dave wants to. If I could get a live reaction of Mr. David sitting uh, yes. through yell call. Tell him to just hop on. Put Give him the IG login. Tell him to hop on broadcasting live, live and just go nuts. <laughs> a, a small podcast uh, illegally streamed. Yeah, and don't, don't be scared when when two men come and put a hood over your face, throw you into yeah. an SUV. Yeah. Just ragdoll. Ragdoll. Just go limp. Go limp. Yep. Dead weight is tougher to carry than right. uh, supported weight. <laughs> All right. Yeah, a terrible so discussion. That's, that's going to be a fun one um, for sure. But yeah, Texas A&M, four game, three game, four game losing streak. Not great. Things are not going great. And in, in, uh, uh, they are college station. Okay. Pitt, was that he? This one was kind of back and forth for a while. I think UNC eventually kind of late, put the hammer on them. Um, not much to see. I agree. Pitt, Pitt I, I was just kind of like watching games. this one. <laughs> across the ticker every so often and was surprised to see Pitt ahead for his long yes. so Pitt was winning at the start of the fourth quarter yeah 
I was like, oh, wow. Maybe yeah. maybe Pitt figured something out. And then UNC, we, UNC won by like two or three scores, didn't they? Yeah, they, they had scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, 42-24. Yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, Keaton. Come on, Keaton. Unbelievable. Drake May, we're going to need to keep an eye on him. He's going to be the next the next hot the next super, fraudulent super. quarterback to come out of <laughs> North Carolina. Uh TBD. We'll see. He may be already better than than Sam Howell's situation. And Howell had a lot of buzz, but he did. Well, so did Mitch Trubisky. You know. Oh yes. People forget. UNC <laughs> continues to churn out trash quarterbacks. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that that's fine. Most school, <laughs> we won't address schools. That. <laughs> most schools turn out trash quarterbacks if we're actually playing the odds yeah. here. Yeah, but uh, most not all schools act like you know they're actually delivering something to the league. Didn't Sam Howell get drafted in like the fifth round? I thought he got drafted a little higher than that, but yeah, maybe I, I know he was like getting he he went the way of who was the Georgia quarterback a couple years ago they chose instead of Justin Fields. Um, that was like decided uh, to come back and then barely got like drafted. Aaron Murray. No, that was no, too long ago, right? No, no, no. Um, um, oh, he was literally the last quarterback there before freaking this this Joker that they've been playing for the last three years, twenty five years old, <laughs> Stetson Bennett, Waycross, Kia. Oh, <laughs> anyhow, one second. I'm gonna one second. Okay, we're gonna be really upset that we don't get it. He was on like that Netflix show that. The quarterback show on Netflix. Oh, the Elite Eleven. Yeah. Or so there's like, a couple. I forget which one you guys are talking about, but there's right, a couple. Just read them. So there's start JT with Grayson Daniels. Lambert, please. Not JT Daniels. Did you say what about Grayson Lambert? I said start with Grayson Lambert. Start please with, work your way. I'll go to reverse. So Grayson How Lambert. Do, um, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, Baton Bauta. Oh yeah, he started, started the game. only against Florida. <laughs> Yeah, they got railed that year by the Gators. That was a weird decision. Yeah, um, Jacob Eason. Uh, he was Jake good. Fromm, State Farm. Jake Fromm, State Farm. This is the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Jacob Fromm. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Jake Fromm. A real Sam Howell career. Dewan Mathis started one game and then went to Temple. Oof. Well, there's still hope for the Gators in that case. Look at look at what Georgia's been doing the last <laughs> the last handful of years, just bumbling around randos. Um, Okay, that was our Pitt North Carolina conversation. Uh, <laughs> Where North, we talked about Georgia's starting. Yes, quarterback. Northwestern was at Iowa. Iowa guys, thirty what thirty three full American points in a in football explosion. game. Explosion. Yeah. Only solution here is you got to lock up. You got to lock up Brian Ferentz long term. I mean, <laughs> I think. I mean, who, what's what's the situation at Northwestern right now? Like. They're bad. That's this a good year, question. They? they were. They've been. They. I think in 2020, the COVID year, they played in the big the B1G championship game, and they have been just like catastrophically bad ever since. Like yeah. not even um, close to competitive. They got some new facilities built. They beat right Rutgers. By the water. I think they beat Rutgers last year. That was their last B1G win. No, they beat Nebraska Rutgers. in Ireland this year. Yeah, they beat Nebraska in America. In America. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you for in the in the USA, which is a, a on American silly. soil. The exchange rate doesn't be... translate to a full. Wait. Okay. Hold on a second. What are you saying? Never mind. I misheard you. Gotcha. All right. Um, were there any other games before we get into the picks you wanted to to speak on? We mentioned the USC late night friskiness that was going on. I I was surprised that. Uh, ECU went out to Provo and won at BYU. That's impressive. Yeah. Um, they put it on them. Yeah, they looked good. Did you see any of the Utah game? Uh, Cam Rising did not play. I did, and not. it was like completely caught everyone in the stadium off guard. It was um, uh, there was a whole article about like how it screwed over the, like the broadcast and all this stuff and. I didn't yeah, I mean, see the game. I just saw the backlash and everything. The screwed over part is is a little like interesting, but I mean, it's it's not un, it's not untrue. But they, I guess, there were some packages prepared that they were going to like go to, um, and then Cam Rising did not play in the game. Was just standing there with an orange jersey. They, like, they literally silence. brought up like the they came out on offense for the first time, and they like brought up the graphic of Cam Rising with like right. all his stats and everything as the. Freshman is trotting out to take the snap. It was just very yeah. awkward. They looked they looked fine. I think this is the same guy who played in the bowl game last year after Ryzen got knocked out against Ohio State and was fairly effective. I mean, 
they say that it doesn't drop off that much with him. It, it didn't appear to actually that much. So, um, so certainly interesting. I don't know that I love the like surprise quarterbacks not playing thing from from like a fairness and gambling standpoint. But yeah, he'd be on that. Uh, the other one. Speaking of gambling, little disappointed I didn't hammer Illinois uh, when I They're had good. the chance. They're still playing well. Uh, the line on that game, I think, was seven and a half at Nebraska. They won by 23. Um, right. Their defense is, I think, statistically better than Iowa's. Yeah. I mean, they just like, they are a nasty, unfun, unenjoyable opponent. That's a, it's a Brett Bielema team. Like, it yeah. is. A fully, almost fully realized Brett Bielema situation there in Illinois. So good for them. Yeah. Um, oh, Michigan State, Michigan. I tuned into this one <laughs> a little bit. Yes. Um, and closer for longer, probably than we expected. Michigan yeah. kicks so many field goals. Like, yeah. They, I don't know if they're saving stuff for Ohio State or what, but they do not look like. Their defense is so good. They, I don't think they had a particularly good game from their quarterback, but yes, I mean they. I think they just know that they can get away with it, and that unfortunately yeah. that's like not exciting at all. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, and I like I was not impressed with the McCartney kid playing QB. Like he does, he does not look like the guy, and he may have just had an off week, but he did not look like the guy who like will throw, who will make throws. Like yeah. the throw has to be there. And wide open and he can deliver that but he mm-hmm. he is not going to throw a guy open and he's, you're not the only one who said that the covers three podcast like almost said the exact same thing today like he just he's more of a see see throw make throw guy not necessarily a, a anticipatory thrower at this point yeah and they don't necessarily ask him to be for the most part but you know there are certain plays where well, yeah, make, and that's like, like he's got to make a play. Now. He just like has a tough time making a play. Yeah, like rolling. That's out fine now, like, but when you got to go to yes. when you got to play Ohio State, or you got to potentially like if you're trying to crack into the playoff, like that's not going to do it. So, no, like that's not going to fly against Georgia. Yeah, hate to break it to you. So right. those are my other notes. Gotcha. Well, let, take us to Pickville then. Let's go to Pickville, um, Logan. We'll go ahead and rip the bandaid off. Yeah, it's a tough one. You you took another uh, bagel another. this week. Um, how how is it so hard to go five and zero? Oh, but it seems much more likely to go zero oh and five. You have and gone zero oh and five twice as much as you have gone five and zero. Oh. Correct. But you are the only member of this podcast to go five and zero oh so far this year. So am I the only one to go zero oh and five, or did you join me there? I may have joined you. I think you may Not have joined year. me. Well, guys, welcome to Variantsville. Yeah, I think he's only gone five and zero once and zero and five once. Okay, so <laughs> I may have been bailed out by a push. Oh, I see. I see a one and four and a one and five. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. The week seven when you couldn't settle on five games and we picked. I six. have lost five games six, in a week. We twice. had six ranked on ranks, yep. and yes, you know, we ain't scared. Um, That's right. You know, I'm going to continue to stick to I, my process is good. I, I'm not I'm not doubting my process. I'm going to continue to stick to it um, in which I just randomly uh, listen to something Jason or you says and then, you know, just generate just a really hold on to that. Try to, direction or the other. try to cover up, try to cover a point that has not been made about the game as we you know, because basically we're just using this as a proxy to talk about the important games of the weekend. Let, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Um, so we're going to continue to hammer the process home. and, and It doesn't we'll matter, and we'll Logan is film. not mad. Yeah, totally yeah. not mad. This is funny to him. All right. Uh, the first game we had was Ohio State at Penn State. Um, Ohio State won. We almost had a magical cover for the Buckeyes there at the end. We should have. They picked six. They picked sixth with too much time on the clock. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sean Clifford... Vintage Sean Clifford uh, mm. drove drove the Nittany Lions down. Old, old garbage time Sean. Is garbage time Tud. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like Stroud looked fine. I was a little surprised to see their defense struggle with Penn State as much. They gave us some chunk plays. Um, bad tackling led led to one of the touchdowns. Um, I think but the they also created is scores not, like, on excellent. on defense. So. Sure. 
Yeah, who who's the anybody want to take a guess at that name of the uh the character, their defensive end, five star kid came in. He was a one man uh, wrecking crew in this game. I mean, his stat Tui, line. Tui Malauer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was insane. I think he had a pick six. Did he have two interceptions? He had the last career? pick six. He had he forced like, two fumble. pass deflections, a fumble yeah. recovery, a fumble forced, a sack. A sack. Yeah. I mean he was Imagine he was, how many fantasy points all all that would be worth. At least twenty two. Oodles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh I think Ohio State probably was just like this just wasn't necessarily their best effort and they still kind of were able to flip a switch there in the second half and you know their receivers are so good. Yeah. <laughs> and uh what's his name? The top Jackson's, one didn't even play, yeah, right? Hasn't he hasn't played really most of this whole season. I mean, yeah. I, I mean maybe he'll play a little bit here and there but yeah, it's uh, it's an embarrassment of riches over there for Ohio State, and you know Penn State was game for longer in this than I figured they would be, so good for them. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, Ohio State's saving up for that Michigan game and probably a playoff run here, it would appear. Yeah. Uh, our other nooner was Notre Dame at Syracuse. Uh, Syracuse opened this one, first play from scrimmage through just an awful pick six. And uh there I mean, like was staring, stared through it was it was like Brennan Armstrong in a, in a Robert and I offense, like stared the receiver down right. and just threw it completely unaware of of the linebacker who is who is just squatted waiting. Underneath. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Notre Dame took care of business. Pretty impressive. I did I did see that Garrett Schrader uh, Syracuse's starting QB left in the second quarter, I believe, yeah, with an injury. It wasn't did not return in the game. Yeah, so that which puts them behind the eight ball a bit. Yeah, yeah, not great. I mean, Notre Dame, I guess, was able to score some points in this game, which is fine. I think they ran. I think they they ran the ball a lot in this game, if I recall correctly, like to the tune of like fifty plus attempts running. So, one moment. They saw something there they wanted to exploit. Good for them. Might have even been 60-plus attempts. I think I remember I remember the Syracuse game being one Virginia was able to run a little bit on in the second uh-huh. half. So if Notre Dame saw that on film, they were probably like, oh, hell yeah, we can run. <laughs> yeah. If they can run, we can run. 55 rushing attempts yeah. and 19 passes for the Fighting Irish. <laughs> yeah, so that's a – I mean, that's, that's Jim Harbaugh's there. music right there. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Notre Dame, you know, are they the best three-loss team in the nation with losses at home to Marshall and um, whoever they, else they lost to? Hard to say. Yeah. They also lost to Ohio State. They kept it kind of close, remember? So They do play uh, Lincoln Riley's Trojans this year, correct? Uh, they play them every year, I think, so I would hope okay. so. I thought that was off for a little bit. but Oh. Anyhow, could have, could have been. Uh, the three thirty slot. We can just take care of OK State, Kansas State, really quick. Uh, Ooh, what happened? Because Kansas State took care of OK State pretty quick. This was over so fast. It was like twenty eight nothing immediately in this game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. OK yeah, State looked like they had not slept. Martinez didn't days. even play in this game. They did this with their backup quarterback. Yeah, just and, whipped them. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn was still. Deuce was loose. Yeah, I, I didn't watch really any of this, but I, I didn't find the need to catch back up with this. I mean, uh, uh, just a commanding cover by uh, by Kansas State. Just never in doubt. No backdoor cover potential here. I thought, like, we we had talked earlier in the year about, like, Georgia was playing really angry. Um, yes. Kansas State had some of that, and I'm not sure why. I, I don't think there's bad blood between like this is not a, a traditional rivalry or anything, right? Um, but yeah, sometimes Kansas you just got to do it. There's fired just, up. You know, I mean, we uh, we had a couple drives today, Jordan, where we just you know there was going to be some irritation in the torque, and maybe, yeah, we you did. Know, just got to yeah. do it. We we really used the ground. We reached yeah. down and used the ground for some That's of right. them. That's good. Um, help have, help another guy use us use us for for good. Another guy. Uh also in 330 
We had the cocktail party. We had we had a man Vegas knows their stuff situation. Oof. They really did. They were right on it. Yeah. I think it's uh, this closed at 23 and a half. Um, I saw one point from when we discussed it earlier in the week, but uh, would that have yeah. influenced your decision, Logan? Do you think? <laughs> well, of course, duh. Yeah, would have. <laughs> I would have totally taken the Gators cover there. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking back on it, that's like over three touchdowns. I mean, they were losing by 25 at halftime, so I, I don't. I don't necessarily. Again. I'm not doubting my process here. It's a poor result yeah, process. I would never it's, doubt my process. process. No, this was a weird game to me. I, I think there was, um, strangely, I didn't actually think Florida played terrible in this game. Like, yeah. It was really weird how I'm like trying to recall how Florida gave up so many points in this game. Because I think Bennett had two interceptions. Florida forced a fumble in the second half. You know, Florida was able to get Georgia to turn the ball over. They couldn't really capitalize when they needed to, and they could not get a stop when they needed to get a stop. The, that's that's the kind thing of the that thing that stood out for me the entire yeah. first half was like, man, Florida is never going to get off the field. Uh, like they just well, the only way they get off the field apparently is if they turn them over. Right, and yeah, Georgia yeah. played right into their hands, like for two straight possessions for yeah. no reason. It was like, inexplicable, and yeah. I think I think that was the difference at the end too, is they realized uh -huh. like, all right, like. We're done doing this. We're, the ball is not leaving anybody's hands. For That's and you are throwing zero more passes. Yeah, like we are just yeah. going to hit you with hammers. And so, but no, I I thought Florida looked fine. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think, I think, you know, Georgia's good. Georgia would do this against plenty of like top 15 teams uh, in the country. And so. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. They have a running attack. They can just hit you in the face with over and over and over. And then eventually they get like Brock Bowers and one-on-one -on -one coverage. And a ball gets tipped, and he somehow still catches it. And yeah, got tipped like eleven times. Like yeah. I don't is... like again. I'm not here to talk, to talk to bemoan bad luck necessarily, but there was like a couple things that went against Florida's. Again, we, like we talked about earlier this week, a couple things went against Florida in the first half of this game. That like at halftime, like there was a very dubious pass interference call right before Georgia scored, like with barely any time left to go in. Yeah. Um, at halftime, that. All the announcers and everyone in the stadium thought it was offensive pass interference, yep. like a push off, and they actually called it on Florida. And I, you know, so so they took the play, but it gave him a first down and, and got him in there. And they scored like two plays later. Whatever, that's fine. You know, I'm an adult. Bad pass interference penalty is called, but the the play to Bowers, who is an absolute freak. Shout out to that guy. Yep. Hard for me to think that there's a better player in all of college football than him right now, but um, where like. The uh, Amari Bernie shout out was in phase with him, running with him, step for step, turns around, sees the ball, tips the ball, and like you know, you would think makes a pretty good athletic play on the ball. And there's like a weird carom off multiple helmets, and the ball somehow like travels over two running people's head right in stride. Bowers, it was cartoonish. It. Yeah, walks walks into the end zone, you know, and that's and then all of a sudden, again, you would rather be down seventeen to three than. 28 to three at halftime, right? Like, yes. Uh, duh. So, you know, Florida did a good job in the third quarter. Florida won the second half of this game, if anyone cares. Um, but they, you know, they they were unable to get a stop when they really needed to. And therefore, I don't think this game was actually that close, even though at one point it was an eight-point game because when Florida actually needed to get off the field and Georgia really, like, was able to bully them and get what they wanted. So Georgia's clearly more talented than Florida at most positions. Uh, I don't, again want to do this like i think it's lazy to be like stetson bennett is not good but like i feel a little bit vindicated in my if you can force stetson bennett to throw the ball down the field you can you kind of have georgia where you want them and georgia i don't know if they're trying to get some reps in or what but they they sort of they took some chances and bennett throws a very interceptable ball i mean it, that, it i don't know like what it some is some of his passes looked like the design of the play was like all right we're gonna bait some people into defensive pass interference. Like, everything yes. was, like, two yards shorter than it should have been. been watching yeah. too much Russell Wilson. Nothing nothing was coming down the chimney. It was all kind of just floating in at head height. It was very strange. Um, yeah. That was – I I don't – I don't I – don't, I don't think either Jordan or I have been as far as you have on the, like, Stetson Bennett has really big problems train. But that was exhibit A on your side of the case, and it was a good one. No, I mean, I think he executes their offense well, but 
even Jason on like those two drives that Florida was trying to get them off the field. Like mm-hmm. I think Georgia had a drive where they ran the ball almost every play and the one pass play was like over the middle and it was late yeah. and it almost got picked also. Yeah. And it ended up as a catch that may have not even been a catch. But they didn't review it. They ran a quick play yeah. and kept it moving. And then I don't think they passed again on that drive and they just ran it down Florida's throat yeah. and punched it in the end zone. And Kirby's yelling, boom, mother effort on the sideline. And like, you know, the whole place is going crazy. And that's sort of what Georgia should do. But I just, Again, it'll be interesting if we get into a situation maybe next week. Georgia, Tennessee, really excited to see how that one plays out because, like, we can talk about Tennessee a little bit too. A a fascinating matchup of styles and and really like high performing teams right now. But yeah, yeah. very very much looking forward to that game. I was happy with. I I think Florida made some changes on defense and was a little bit more just generally disruptive. I don't know that they sacked Bennett if they did at all. Um, but I think they got him off his mark a little bit and were, you know, forced him to maybe make some throws that he they did influenced. not want to make. And therefore we've got some turnovers out of it, but yeah, I, I just, I, I continue the, the offensive play calling has been interesting all year. Um, from a rhythm standpoint, I, I don't think the plays are bad. I think sometimes the plays are deployed in, in an odd sequence um, in which you ask that's good quarterback to maybe do things that he it, it it would appear that florida spends a lot of time trying to get anthony comfortable as a pocket passer and that's just not who he is and i don't really think that's who he's gonna be anytime soon um again he seems like the kind of guy that once he gets the taste of blood in his mouth like gets hit a couple times on some run plays like really starts to turn it on and and, and play better and i think you saw that in the third quarter but the whole first half man it was just not a whole lot of it didn't just i don't know i don't know what they were trying to establish i don't know what they're trying to do um but they certainly weren't able to even like stay close stay in touch with georgia (laughs) on that side of the ball um and it was too little too late once you kind of were able to get some chunk plays and you know they hit a big pass play against georgia they hit a big uh they hit a couple big runs you know things yeah i think things were happening there from the florida silver lining perspective you got in the locker room at halftime. You got to kind of take a breath, collect your your wherewithal, and you put a really nice touchdown drive together right out of the locker room. Yeah. So um, that, that I think, is encouraging on a lot of levels. But, yeah, the first half, like, you needed to stay more in touch. And I don't think, like you said, the talent isn't quite there to where you – you were able to do that with the presence of some mistakes. Like you had to play. Right. Absolutely. Well, some mistakes and some bad breaks too, right? Like, I mean, that, and that's going to happen, but those two things, you have to be able to withstand both of those. And that's a wicked one, two punch. Florida's not ready for that yet. Um, I think there are probably like maybe two or three teams that will, would be able to get down two, two and a half scores to Georgia and feel okay about it. Like, I don't, that's not a that cannot be a pleasant place to be. Oh no, they got you in hell. And, and I love watching Georgia's defense play, man. Like it is so fun. They're so fast. They are they're mean too. Uh, first play of the game, Richardson escapes out of the pocket, is like on the sideline, and just gets cracked by the safety. Maybe they could have thrown a flag. I don't think they should have thrown a flag. They didn't throw a flag. Right. But I mean, that guy came like a missile and hit him right in the legs. It wasn't an illegal hit or anything like that. Like you know, hit him in the thighs. But like. I don't know. I, I I like seeing that. If you're a Georgia fan, you like your defense to like come up and and hit you, hit people like that. They're so fast and disruptive. So good for them. You know, you know what to expect with Georgia. It's sort of droning excellence a little bit at this point. But um, yeah, I mean, I I was I came away impressed. But I mean, Bowers is they can like leak him out onto the sideline and he can go get it. He's like not. He doesn't like uh like Kyle Pitts would dunk on people, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't even seem to even dunk on people. He just uses his body so well to shield and like, and then he he's able to like in traffic just track the ball really well too. It's 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 really impressive. He's got really good ball skills and it he's got really good acceleration too. Like yes. it does not yeah. take him very long to get to top end speed, which is really mm-hmm. impressive for a tight end and sure. a guy in his body. The big boy. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he is well large. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a big dude, and he's somehow not the biggest tight end on that team. Which, yep. is, which is disappointing. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the real good letdown. For, for good, good. Uh, shout out to Georgia for whatever it's worth. You know, they they're great. They're the model. Um, they're <clears throat> who you're chasing. Um, 
And I think you, you kind of see what the gap is right now. So back to the drawing board for the Gators. Florida, uh, interesting schedule to finish the season here. I think they are at Texas A&M, at Vanderbilt. Um, maybe they get South Carolina at home, and then they're at Florida State. So Oh, there's another one we didn't touch on. South Carolina dropping the Oof. bag to Oof. the Missouri Tigers Big, at home. Big-time fumble in the bag there. Hate to see that from Coach Shane. Uh, all right, final game of the night was still in the SEC. Kentucky at Tennessee. I mean, this was this was just a good clean. Country, beat them down. Country beat them beat down. down. <laughs> yeah. Kentucky hung around a little bit, didn't they? Am I remembering it a different? Feel game? like it. It was like the maybe the first quarter was a little back and forth. I think Tennessee yeah. punted once or twice, and because it was like seven to six. Yeah, there was a there's a series of missed extra points uh, on like alternating possessions there, so we kind of got off rhythm, off scoring rhythm a little bit. But Tennessee was, yeah. I excellent. looked at I looked at the box. It was uh, more sideways than than I thought uh, early. And yeah, Will Levis I, was throwing some some picks. Yeah, Will Will was, Levis did did not. He, he really it was explored. it was Will Levis time um, tonight. And well, on one of them, he like. He severely underthrew his receiver. Yes. The DB made an athletic play on the ball because uh, right. he underthrew the DB as well. Um, right. And, like, I I was watching the game without sound on, so I just, like, saw him on the sideline, and he kept pointing, like, let's go, let's go, like, let's get back out there. Like, he thought it was going to be overturned. And it was like, no, man, like, what what replay are you watching yeah, that, was, that you think that was you're awkward. getting this ball back? I mean, yeah. the replay he was showed already the ball out between moving. The He'd come all the way out on the <clears> field. Yeah, no, I mean, he was he was convinced. The replay did show the ball moving, but it never showed it touching the ground. So yeah. it's like you're not going to get that overturned. Sorry, Will, but anyhow, he thought he was he was manifesting uh, an incomplete pass, so he could you know hopefully try to write off a terrible. Let him know, run a pass. <laughs> <laughs> let him know, let him know. But but anyhow, um, yeah, he looks. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't really see it. I don't really see it with Will Levis. Um I know like if that you make off, mistakes, offensive you line, have, like you better have some in cannon arm strength. He does not appear to possess that either. And and allegedly he does, but yes, you're right. I mean underthrowing guys and stuff like that isn't maybe necessarily indicative of arm strength all the time. <laughs> it would be. It would you would think it would be. Right. But apparently he's like you get a lot of Josh Allen type buzz. That's like the comp there. Right. Great comp. That's awesome. Um, you know, I don't if think you're Will that Levis, would, that's awesome. If you're Josh I don't Allen, think, maybe yeah, not. I don't think I would hold up like Josh Allen was pretty unproductive and had great physical skills in college. Therefore, that justifies us, you know, like writing off this guy making like repeated bad throw and decision combinations. Yeah. Um, now his offensive line is is like borderline criminally bad. Like they, my dude was under siege for most of the night. Always seems to be having like his fingernail worked on. I don't really know. He leads the nation in like bloody fingernail situation oh, yeah, I on saw the bench. Some iodine stuff getting yeah getting painted. Not really there. sure why that continues to happen to him, but uh, might just be because his offensive line is terrible and he's constantly throwing the ball into defenders' helmets. But um, yeah, uh, Tennessee, they look really impressive yet again. They get guys running just butt naked wide open all the time. I don't understand. I don't understand it. Like the, the however they are lining up and then they they do like a little motion where the wide receivers switch just the two of them. And then they just do like a stack release and some guy runs the rail on the sideline, another guy runs like a post. And for whatever reason, like the safety never goes to the guy that's running the post or the slant. And this dude is always just running on the rail like wide open. So you would think eventually someone would catch on to that, uh, but maybe they're doing something else like creative that is forcing the, the defensive backs into bad choices out there. But it's really impressive. And I was telling you guys, like, I struggle to see why it seems very simple and it works so well. It's like, but I think that's kind of the point we were getting to when we were talking about this being kind of the spiritual successor to the option offense, right? Yeah. Like, it seems so simple. Why does it work so well? Like, well, it's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much of it, like, 
roster composition wise is you've got a quarterback who is very much a threat to run. So maybe the defense has to keep somebody or somebody's a little more engaged on what he's up to. And how good is your offensive line that some of these like routes potentially take some time to develop and get a guy wide open and, you know, maybe maybe schools just can't put that together in the trenches. <laughs> so I don't I'd love to know what, you know, kind of what the blend of of attribution should be. Um, sure. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, Hook, Hooker seems to be just operating that offense at such a high level right now. He, he's making he's making all the right decisions. And, and he was not last year. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. That, yeah. So like it's it probably is something that takes a bit to to get comfy in and really kind of have the light bulb come on for you yeah do you just need that much of a of a pivot man that's doing like all the heavy lifting and decision making like i imagine there's some sort of run check that he goes through and then there's some sort of coverage check um but a lot of the stuff they do is like half field reads like he's not taking a seven step drop and and reading you know left to right you know primary high to low whatever down down the you know thing he's got one or two reads and then he, he then he takes off so. yeah he does i realized uh i realized why the game seemed closer than it was um when it was 20 to 6 kentucky was like driving and either in the red zone or nearing the red zone and ran a slant that levis just didn't put enough zip on and wide receiver got separated from the ball like Yes. Jumps, caught it, took a like 250 pound man to the ribs and mm. ball dangled right into a safety's hands and he ran it back like 40, 50 yards. And so I think I was in my head, it was like, okay, if they score here, it's a one score game. And then I never yeah, and they're forgot, I forgot to reset. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just I wanted to shout out that hit because it was like, it was the platonic ideal of a separate ball from man and then it just like floated up and the safety just kind of took it in and it was great tip drill sure but i'm i'm a fan of a clean hit where you can just see the like the the breath explode out of a guy it's the folding yeah Yeah. it's just the the shimmering the stickers come off the helmet (sighs) cannot be fun do not i'm not envious of that receiver no been there, not fun. Can confirm. <laughs> not a straight up, not a good time. Especially when you're supposed to be doing like you know half speed drills and you just get just murked on the sideline by a scud missile free safety. That's all. Champions don't play half speed. Okay. Hyped up on energy drinks and creatine pills. Red dye number five. <laughs> For sure. Um, but yeah, no Tennessee Georgia next week. Uh, far and away the best game of uh, of the slate and. One of the better games of the year. It's at Georgia. Of the century, perhaps. Game sure. of the game of the century of the year. Exactly. It's officially a one-two game. What do you guys think the line on that is going to be, or have you been tipped off any? Where I uh, forget where is it? it's in Tennessee. No, Georgia. It's in Athens. Uh, I would probably say Georgia by six. I was going to say said Georgia six and a half. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm in the I'm in like the five and a half range. Yeah. Have has either of you seen one? Because I can try and find one. I have not I seen one. I'm on uh on, I'm on ESPN right now. I am seeing Ooh, I got Georgia minus eight. Ooh. Yeah, I see eight or eight and a half. Hmm. hmm. So hmm. two scores. That hmm. uh hmm. Hmm. I mean kind of. Eight and a half would be two scores, I suppose, right? Well, they they've got a by definition. Yeah. Right. It's semantics at this point. I'll make sure to add this game to the picks list, though. Thank you. Thank you. We think, will be we will we'll be picking pick this one. I will yeah. be I will be going So start deep doing your archive. research now, boys. <laughs> My process starts now. Um <laughs> And, and it involves listening to some podcasts. We're and, on to uh, week 10. <laughs> absolutely. So, um, all right. You guys hit the links today. How are we feeling? Uh, a little disappointed. I I really gacked up a good front nine uh, for hashtag reasons. But um, 
you know, it was good good to get out there with with the fellas and uh all in all like didn't have much wind, you know, once the sun got out and burnt the fog off. Um things burnt the greens a little bit too. Yeah, things things were rolling pretty pure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the biggest surprise to me, Lakey was in really good condition today. Yep. And it was good. Yeah, so um, trying to like trying to appreciate these these opportunities to get out yeah. and play before yeah. like because i mean last winter we had snow on the ground for a month and a half two months and right. that was less than ideal not not great but the smash factory was also not open so i couldn't really go be a range right. rat now i can you bring your own personal heater to the smash factory and just right. get, get that thing cranking out and there. a 50 foot extension cord to find it's an outlet little, with a little fire pit right behind my install just wheel a generator up Hey, ladies, I got a space heater in my bay. (laughs) (laughs) What are you guys drinking? Vodka Cran? All right. White Claws? Yeah, you like White Claws? (laughs) I'm a black cherry man myself. (laughs) Love it. Uh, I played a new track this morning. It was awesome. You saw a gator? At least one gator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rolled up. That was right by the cart path. Nice friend of the podcast, Dave Deacons, hopped out and was like, Whoa, <laughs> like, hey, hopped out like right at it. Um, yeah, little guy, uh, was staring down another gator that was in the pond. We didn't see a gator, yeah. I mean, it was uh, just kind of a cooler setting. Um, sort of a it's a municipal course, but shout out to Palm Beach County and Palm Beach Gardens. The place was in really good shape. Uh, the greens were awesome, I thought nice. the greens were really, really nice. And, um, yeah, I was in really good shape, but kind of windy, a lot of like, uh, narrow, sh- not like shoot tea boxes, but like just kind of uncomfy tea boxes. Um, maybe a little bit more space out there than you were led to believe there was not that I, you know, am just hitting it down the sprinkler heads these days myself, but, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was nice. There was a, there was like one very Mickey mouse, par five out there in which you like basically had to hit like five iron off the tee and then hit like Jordan, you had to kiss a seven iron up to the next corner. Like yep. it, you, you, you could potentially just like, I think like the whole total length from T box to green was like 387 yards for par five oh. as the crow, as the crow flies, but it was like a full Z shape, like the zipper. Yeah. Yes. So, like, in theory, off your second shot, if you knew where the green was, you could probably bomb the trees and, like, get it there. You were, like, 226 away. But um, it was it was just that one was kind of – you're kind of like, okay. I mean, I see what they're doing here, and I appreciate it, but also, like, what are we doing? But, yeah. but also, um, just, that one was okay. But, yeah, lost uh, probably more balls than I would have liked to. And, uh, you know, just generally – had a day though. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to Sean. It was, it was yeah. a good time. We had, we had a lovely time out there. Had a couple of adult beverages. The sun was shining. Can't complain. Jordan, it is not. We have not had temps like we had when you were here. Um, it's been warm, like very warm. Since I brought some of that Shenandoah Valley cool down with That's me. That's right. And then took crisp, it back home. Crisp Virginia air. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, I am continuing to battle some inconsistencies i think i maybe just need to maybe take a week take a week off i've been playing a lot of golf which is Let fine but I, rest. I think sometimes I'm, I'm doubling down on some bad habits here and i need to <laughs> need to maybe just think a little freer um you're just trying or, to rep them out of your system yeah or just i need to start repping them out of my system just go to the range just beat balls yeah i would go that way i made a mistake i this is the first today was the first time i played in two weeks since that round at heritage and yeah. it uh it showed the iron the irons were not uh, not as pure. The driver and the putter, delightful. The irons, yeah. not so much. Gotcha. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I played. I did play like five rounds of golf last weekend. So, um, like I said, maybe just or maybe I just need to go to the range and and not worry about like you know teeing it up all the time. But it's just so fun to play. You know, I like to get it out is. there. It really I love is. the drama. I love the twists and turns. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right, um, Brian Harson has not been fired. I'm just going to throw that out there. As of 9.50 yes. on Halloween Eve. Right. Oh, that's right. Halloween Eve. You guys dressing up? You got big plans? No, but are you and the family? How's that group Halloween costume uh-huh. coming, big guy? Uh-huh. Um, I have not been... Uh, well, my lawyer has advised that I do not answer that question okay. in the positive or negative. No, I'm just kidding. 
We'll, te- we'll text Emily and find out what the status is. It's I'm not aware of any plans. I'll put it that way. Um, but I stand ready. At the ready. Uh, yeah. I, I, I stand ready to uh, to see if, if there are any plans. Um, you know, I'm sure there will be ample time in life for that. And therefore, I'm not rushing to, like, stuff my baby in, a like, a gourd costume and, like, parade around the neighborhood. It's unnecessary. I feel you. Uh-oh. Emily's, we're getting texts from Emily. <laughs> I've got one I'll send to her that, that she might like. But. It says lies, and then in parentheses, stay ready. And then, not parentheses, quotes. And then she says, <laughs> So, I guess, uh, I guess, you know, hating, oh. hating Emily just from the other room. She's back <laughs> off the top rope. She's back. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Well, we'll see. Uh, well, you know, this is part of my continuing improvement process in which I'm trying to be a better sport about things. This is right. just a thing that's deeper down the list, and and we're we're going to get to it when we get to it. Yeah. This this fatherhood thing and participating in family. I'm basically just making announcements to Emily, who's in the back of the house. <laughs> oh, oh, she sent me the middle finger emoji. All right, so <laughs> things are going well. Yeah. Well, um, we'll get Pastor Tim to give her a call and see if, if she wants to see if she maybe needs some prayer. Some repenting and things of that nature. <laughs> Solemn repenting. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you guys are doing. You guys do. You guys don't have plans. You said that. Correct. Nope. Jason, why not, man? You're not why gonna be a, a slutty SID, SSID, if you will. Aren't I always welcome? Oh, hey, it wouldn't be dressing up, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That, I don't that, like where this discussion has gone. That light blue button-down shirt unbuttoned to your navel, showing off the, the chain. Look, yeah. one beater equals one button. That's right. Strong crotch lines in the khakis, you know. This <laughs> <laughs> is going sideways. This is the Wheel Route Podcast, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. We are on Instagram at the Wheel Route. Wheel Route Podcast at Gmail. Oh, Wheel Route Podcast at Gmail is the email address. Send us an email if you'd like to. Thewheelroute.com is the website. You can find us there. You can stream the show there. You can check the picks there to confirm that I'm the worst at this um, in the world. And uh, as always, you can get us from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.